Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Thanksgiving episode of the Listen In podcast. We are recording early this week so that we can spend time with our families, take some time off from work, eat some food. You know, so we're we're getting this out of the way early. And give thanks, maybe give alms. Give some alms. <laughs> yeah, yes. Almsgiving is just as important as Thanksgiving. Lest Jake. we forget that, people. That's an important, important note. Um so yeah, we're we're recording this on a Monday. I think we're gonna post it. Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday or Wednesday? So sure. I, who sure. knows when you're listening to it? You're going to have a horn of plenty of content for your... You'll have a feast of content Very to go with your feast of food. Of Right. And we're going to do a cup, I think, one Thanksgiving-related segment. To be honest with you... A cornucopia of content. Perfect. Alliteration. Yeah. Uh, it's hard in many ways... To shoehorn Thanksgiving things into a music podcast, I, I I tried. I was like thinking of segments earlier, and I mean yeah. I didn't think for that long. No, there's not really much music related Thanksgiving stuff. It's just it's not one of those because people don't have time for for music on Thanksgiving. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to like maybe go to a football game or run like a fun run. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to eat until I pass out mm-hmm. and wake up in the third quarter of the Cowboys playing insert team here game. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna fall asleep again. Again, because like, like football's boring and like not very good anymore. The sneaky, unspoken thing about Thanksgiving that sucks a little bit is the first half of the day is great. It's and amazing. You're, you're in a good mood, have a couple beers or something, you enjoy the feast. The rest of the day has a different vibe. Kind of it is a sleepy, sort of like I drank all day and I'm sort of day drunk hungover now. Yeah, like tryptophan's kicking and, in and, if you're and, eating turkey. And it's either Fall asleep way, way too early and have the rest of my night thrown off, or it's just continued drinking through that feeling. But then, like, you just get even more full and weird. And it's like, well, I'm now stranded at my parents' house. You know what I, I wanted might, to leave. You know what I might experiment with this year, Sean? And, and call me crazy. I, I might just not gorge myself and eat a ton. Probably a more responsible way to go. Like, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, I sort of had this thought. I was like, I can't wait to eat a ton of food. Yeah. I was like, well, actually, no. I kind of don't like that feeling that much. I don't of being way too full. I don't ever really do that with the meal. I have always taken that as something people say but don't actually do. Maybe that's just me. No, I, you know what I load no, up on? People really do it. I've really done that. I don't ever really do that. Have you ever eaten to the point of discomfort? Oh yeah, of course. Not on Thanksgiving though. That, I just don't love that food enough to like do that. I feel like it's all from a roughly the same flavor profile. It is. It's all in like, texture. It's all loosely mushy and yeah, savory. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like especially if you remove turkey for, out of the equation mm. for the vegetarians among us, you've got mancard. <laughs> you got potatoes, stuffing. Maybe green bean casserole. Ugh, get out of here with that. I hate green bean casserole. You're gonna shit on green bean it casserole. It tastes like. Yeah, it's like creamy onion green beans. It's That's, disgusting. It's fantastic. A little Ugh. crispy texture in there. Ugh. Are you a cranberry sauce Get, guy? Uh, take it or leave it. I'm realizing I, I just don't love Thanksgiving foods. I enjoy the Thanksgiving meal. I love bread. I love stuffing, the ro- no, the which is pretty much Sean, just bread. If we're talking rolls, we're having a different discussion because oh, I love rolls. Uh, I'm a big roll guy. We both know that. The listeners know that. Tur- We've been on record about that before. Turkey's really good. I can get down with some peas and carrots, some sweet potatoes or you, or, or uh, squash. 
Are you see? I'm not a huge squash guy. Squash. I can't. I can. I again. I don't love it. I'll eat it. <laughs> um, are you a drumstick slash dark meat guy, or just the regular lean white? Just meat? the regular. Just the regular turkey. I guy. always was the dude in the family who wanted the drumstick. Yeah, yeah. I love the, the it's like Is extra it more savory. the novelty of eating no, the drumstick? No, no, I, I legitimately, and of course, that's what everyone assumes. Right. I also really, really liked Because you feel like a king in like a great banquet hall, just yeah. like ripping it from the bone. There's something primal about that. There is. It's fun to eat it that way, but yeah. I liked it because of the, it's like that the sort of slimier texture. I, that's what I don't like. It's like too gooey. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So, I, yeah, I don't... You know what I load up on, though, is what I was going to say. Is I, I, lo- I load up on the apps and the beer first, because that's my favorite part of the day. It's still very bright outside. Yeah. The first football game's just starting. There's all sorts of just, like, things to munch on. Yeah. And you're, you're just drinking beers. You're like, this feeling's never going to end. This is amazing. And I'm always a little disappointed when it's time for dinner, to be perfectly honest well, with you. Because you know that's, the, that's just the beginning of the end. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's no more like fun apps and like happy hour happening. What a depressing start to this episode. We just like uh, ruined Thanksgiving. You know, everyone. based on the, the after show that listeners may or may not end up getting to, there's a lot of depressing stuff in there, too. We're not having a good Monday. It, even on a short week. We're not having a good Monday. It's a good thing we usually record later in the week. Tell you what we're going to do, Sean. Yeah. We're going to kick off episode 99. All right, 99. Uh, it's episode 99. That means we're up to 1999 in our count up toward 100 episodes countdown. That's a that's sort of a weird... <laughs> the count up to the countdown. The count up to the countdown. <laughs> little black dog. Um, so... Here's some albums, Sean, that dropped in 1999. How's yeah, that? lay on me. The Battle of Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine, The Soft Bulletin by The Flaming Lips, Slim Shady LP from Eminem, Summer Teeth by Wilco, Beck put out Midnight Vultures, Most Def put out an album, The Roots put out an album, Fiona Apple put out an album. We got Kept, uh, Keep It Like a Secret from Built to Spill, and, Sean, the most important album of last millennium, and of the new millennium, and in this way, this this artist, this group, were soothsayers of what was to come. If you look at the futuristic album art mm-hmm. and sort of what they're going for, mm-hmm. I'm talking, of course, about Millennium by the Backstreet Boys. I don't know how more artists didn't name things Millennium at that time. It's it, such an interesting period in time. Oh, also, Emergency and I by the Dismemberment Plan. I had a, a decent little run with that album. It's good. You know, I had a decent little run with Millennium as an eight-year-old. I did, too. And, and listeners, listen to The Murderer's Row, mm-hmm. the three tracks that kick off this album. You have Larger Than Life opening it up. I Want It That Way second. And then Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. It does fall off a cliff after that, I won't lie, and say that I know any of the songs after that. No. Or that I remember them at all. No. If I heard them, maybe. I'm with you. But, Sean, did the Backstreet Boys, in effect, sneak in the best album of the century and millennium right then in the last year of that millennium? They did. They got it in under the wire, and they beat out every album by the Beatles, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, combined. Yeah. May 18th, 1999. Millennium. half a year to spare in the millennium, and they dropped it. Uh, Let's talk a little history quickly in 1999, Jake. We had two teenage students murder, murder 13 other students and teachers at Columbine High School. Yep. Uh, it's kind of sad. It, it says on Wikipedia it sparked debates on gun control and bullying. Well, really the only thing it did was spark debate 
because it's that debate's still going on. And it's a debate that has become it's become just a caricature of itself and mm. is at this point just satire. Pretty much. Because it is so obvious that we're unwilling and unable to do anything to affect change at all. Yep. Yep. It's very, very sad. Uh, 1999, we also had a violent tornado outbreak in Oklahoma, killing 50, and became the first tornado that caused $1 billion in damage. So, no big deal, kind of a big deal there. 1999 is a year that looks weird on paper. Yeah. The look of it. Like, the numbers. Also, having been born in 1992, it's the first year where I think my memory was all the way locked in. Like, oh, I, I yeah. know 90, 98 yeah. and 97, I was, like, kind of getting there. Yeah. 96, maybe a tiny bit. Yep. But I feel like I remember 1999 a lot clearer than, like, 98. That's probably true. 1998 is one of the first years that I remember it being, like, oh, it's 1998. You knew the year. Yeah. You were cognizant yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having a discussion with my mom at one point, and I was, like, a little kid, and I was, like, when was I born? And she said 1992, and I was like, "When will it be 1992 again?" I didn't get that it wouldn't that that I did like, dude. That's how young you, you thought your birth year worked like your birth month. Well, like that, but it's interesting to think like that's literally the point in my life where I learned how years worked and the fact that time. It is actually in that moment I realized wow. we all are going to die. We should te not teach kids that for as long as possible. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe that's a dangerous uh, yeah. suggestion. Yeah. A couple more uh, historical things happened in 99. Um, this Egypt Air Flight 990, uh, the first officer deliberately crashed this flight south of Nantucket, killed 217 people. That's insane. Why don't more people talk about that? Yeah, I... Did that, you even know that was a thing? I was about to say, i got to be honest with you, I don't think I knew that happened. I didn't either. I was like, whoa, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so many people, especially like that close to where we live. Like, That's insane. That's really like scary. <laughs> this radical first officer, this crazy person, <laughs> crashes this plane deliberately. Like, what the fuck? That, that's so scary. <laughs> and that just swept into the rug. You're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, 1999. You know what? A weird year. And then the other thing, uh, the world prepares for the possible effects of the Y2K bug in computers. That, that flopped. Was that sort of the biggest bust of all time? Yeah. People talk about, like, yeah. Kwame Brown. Y2K. Y2K is the biggest bus. Never of all lived time. up to potential. That was no. a, that was taken first overall. That was supposed to cause like Armageddon, dude. Some people really thought it would. Yeah, like even that. That was it. Was honestly like I think looking back, and I'd have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure it was like a fringe theory at best. And then it caught fire. But it was so pervasive that like people, rational people who watched the news right. and thought about life in a in a like. Sort of uh, with a critical eye towards things. Like, my parents bought rations. <laughs> like, we didn't have a ton, but we had some bottled water right. and shit. Right. You know what? Like, you people bought into this. Two things. One, I remember waking up New Year's Day in the year 2000 and turning on our computer to, like, check and see that it still worked and, like, Y2K didn't fuck everything up. It'd be funny if your computer started Y2K. <laughs> I know, yeah. And, and the other thing is... Parents who are, like, working all the time and don't really have time to, like, really be a crazy, like, I'm going to prepare my bunker with rations and stuff. The kind of, like, I have one foot in both camps is I'm going to go buy a, 
a gallon of spring water at Hannaford. I'm gonna get a couple of those because my parents did the same thing. Like, let's like, get a let's get a we'll get a couple of gallons of spring water and and we'll be fine. It's like we're who, hedging our bets. Who here. are you saving? Realistically, you're gonna like a, cook your kids a over, day. over yeah. like a over you're a using fire. that water. Yeah, yeah, to like boil them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it, but it's true. <laughs> this episode has taken a dark and weird start to it. It has, and it doesn't get any lighter, Sean, because we have sad news to start uh, the episode. We do. Um, we the do. Death of uh, rock icon, uh, a guy who kind of lurked in the shadows and did his thing, but did so powerfully. We're talking about uh, ACDC's rhythm guitarist and I think co-founder Malcolm Young. Yeah, my takeaway from this very very sad, but. We're just going to keep getting more of these stories yep. as these bands age. We've already seen a lot of these since we've just started doing the podcast. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, of course they died. You know? like Yeah, I wasn't shocked. He was relatively young. Because ACDC, in terms of classic rock bands, they were really, really young dudes when they started in the 70s. So, like, I think he was in his 60s, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. he 64 or something? I think so. I, I didn't yeah. even look. But well, he, yeah, but yeah. My thoughts on Malcolm Young are... I think he's like maybe the poster child for a guy in a band or a member of a band who gets overlooked for their contributions. Because mm-hmm. Angus Young was the flashy one and he mm-hmm. would, you know, play the crazy solos and wear the schoolboy outfit. He'd do his duck walk thing with mm-hmm. his guitar. And he was sort of the showman of the band. Malcolm Young was sort of the heart and soul. And, and if you think about what ACDC is, a band that made so many great songs based off power chord riffs mm. and just basic, like, beat you over the head rock and roll. Malcolm yep. Young was a huge part of that that sort of recipe. Yeah. And and the riffs. I guess he was the one who actually came up with the back and black riff. Oh, really? Yeah, like, he came up with it, and Angus always said that he could never quite play it the same way. Wow. Even oh, that, yeah, that I Malcolm remember reading played. that, actually. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Very cool. Riff Machine. Um... Yeah, it's it's sad, and and you're right. He is one of those guys who just won't get the credit that he deserves for for what he did in that band. I feel like ACDC is a band that maybe means more to like teenagers than once you get a little bit older. They're not taken very seriously. No, they're not. And yeah, I, I feel like I know why that is. Right. But I I am averse to. The trend of people grow older and then are like, "Well, fuck ACDC." Yeah, I don't feel that way. No, I don't either. I still like them. I don't really ever listen to them. But no, but when I have a little kick, I enjoy it. Yeah, and I think they're really important if you're a music fan. To because the thing that drew me in was the riffs. I was like, "Oh, these are really cool riffs. I really like this." They still are, And, and they still are. But then that kind of whets your appetite for more stuff. Like, I went from ACDC then to, like, Led Zeppelin. And and ACDC primed me to get into Zeppelin because I was like, oh, Zeppelin has great riffs too, but then there's so much more with Zeppelin, and then you can kind of go from there. So ACDC was really one of the formative rock bands that got me into more music. They're also just, like, a ton of fun to listen to. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highway to Hell, all-time album. It's really, really, really good. Yeah. And it's, like, consistent. Yeah. Girls Got Rhythm, Walk All Over You, Touch Too Much. Beating Around the Bush. What's the last song again? If You Want Blood, You Got It. It's one of my favorite. Night Prowler. Prowler. Night Prowler's a great song, man. If you... Listener or someone out there who's like, ah, they're wrong. Forget ACDC. They're not interesting. Listen to Night Prowler. That's right? a cool yeah, song. It is. It it's is got cool. it's got mood and and a very tasteful solo from Angus. Yeah. I have a question for you, Sean. What's a cooler first name, Angus or Malcolm? 
I think Malcolm is. Malcolm is a name I would rather have. Yeah, me too. Because Angus, you're like, it's like, oh, Angus Beef. That's all you I know? think of, too. Me too. Me it's, too. It's still kind of cool. Like, Angus Young is kind of a cool name. It is. But you kind of need the first and last name to make it the first name cooler. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what an interesting dichotomy between those two brothers, too, and the way they approached, like, music and being on the stage. Yeah. Like, Malcolm Young was seemingly this no-nonsense guy who kind of, like... Stood in the background like he was John Paul Jones or something. Right, right, right. And Malcolm w- wore a costume. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd rather Angus wore right, a costume. Right. And, like, kind of a weird... It is interesting to think about. They're an interesting band. They've had these multiple different eras and singers and just a crazy amount of output. Yeah. Doing, like, the exact same thing. Over and over yeah. again. Yeah. 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 I think they and mastered it early on and probably I, didn't I, need I, all I, the albums. No, no. We didn't need Fly on the Wall or Flip the Switch. What about the Razor's Edge? Or Stiff Upper Lip. <laughs> Razor's Edge is actually like a decent later day ACDC album. There's what, some good songs on there. What's that album with like the... the is it Fly on the Wall with the dude looking yeah. through the... Yeah, the fence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at the fly. Yeah. There you go. At, yeah. On a wall. Exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other news do we... What other hot thoughts do we have? Well, the other thought, hot thought... Uh, we actually could have brought this up on our last episode. I, I kind of missed it. Camp Cope, one of our... Uh, one of our flagship... Artists that we talk about or did last year yep. when that album came out, Camp Cope, the uh, the the Australian female punk band, or, trio, or, yeah, they put out a new single called "The Opener," and this looks to be one of the first new pieces of music coming for a 2018 album. Uh, nothing announced yet, but Jake, I being a big Camp Cope fan, really loving their album that came out in 2016. Uh, wanted to shout this out because I think this is a really, really good song. Uh, kind of a uh, a takedown of, um, you know, kind of male privilege and or uh, sexism in the music industry. Some really biting lyrics here. Uh, kind of a chorusless song. Yep, yep. It was kind of, it's like a diatribe set to music. It's definitely really catchy. I love the way it kicks off with that bass line. And then everything else kind of comes in. And I like what they're doing musically on this from a perspective of like building in terms of tension and how much power she's singing with. Because she really lets it rip near the she end does. of the song. She does. Yeah. And it's, it's basically screaming. It, there's really cool lyrics on here, and especially this last kind of stanza where she's going, It's another man telling us we can't fill up the room. It's another man telling us to book a smaller venue. Nah, hey, come on, girls. We're only thinking about you. Well, see how far we've come not listening to you. Like, really cool stuff on here. And I'm sure this is stuff they deal with all the time. And not just them, but, you know, I'm sure most female-fronted and or just all-female bands or groups probably deal with this kind of shit all the time. And the lyric that jumped out to me is the one where she says something like, another white cis male yeah. who thinks they know me or something Who's, like that. Yeah, who knows more about this than me. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty impassioned, and I, I'm excited for what this means for the new album as well, because I definitely really enjoyed the Camp Cope album from last year. I think it was a bigger deal for you than it was for me. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it a lot, and I think that I'm interested to see where where they can expand their sound and do different things. This is, And this is a good ind- indicator, I think, of 
a little bit more aggression, a mm -hmm. little bit more. I feel like the lyrics are a little more unhinged mm -hmm. on this mm -hmm. first track. Mm -hmm. Maybe that wouldn't work for a whole album. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, I'm not so sure. It's interesting because I was looking at the Camp Cope Spotify, and this starts to feel a little bit like what we talk about with Pine Grove or with Big Thief or some of these bands who, when we started listening to them, were in just the hundred thousands or even just ten tens of thousands right. for listens. They have a handful of songs here that are above a million listens on Spotify, which is great. And I've been seeing more buzz about them on social media or on Reddit and things like that. So I think they are primed to take that second album leap like we saw with Big Thief and what I think we're going to see with Pine Grove where more people cover it, more people talk about it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that to happen in 2018. Yeah, it, uh, big potential moves for for this band. I'm excited as well. Yeah. What definitely. else have we got in this episode, Sean? We we it's gonna be a shorter one. It's gonna be a shorter one for sure. Uh, I think we can pick a couple mailbag questions to do, Jake. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's start out with one. This came from one of our listeners, Kevin. Big shout out. Uh, he asked us, who are the patriots of music? And that is not patriotic patriots. That is the New England patriots, the NFL football franchise, who has dominated for all of the 21st century. From 2001 on, they have won five Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady is unquestionably the best quarterback of all time. Bill Belichick, one of the most winningest coaches of all time. And to quote Robert Kraft, Sean, we're all Patriots. <laughs> that's, that's right. And tonight, the Patriots are world champions. So that begs the question, Jake, who would be the New England Patriots equivalent in the music world? Now, this is a tough one because you really need to pick someone who has sustained success from the start of the millennium through now, basically. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that my answer is Kanye West. And here's my reason. <clears throat> Sustained run of success since the early 2000s. Um, has, you know, a multiple championships. If you're going to equate yep. championships to great albums, he's won a bunch of rings or put up a bunch of banners. Also, widely polarizing and widely hated. Yeah. Like the Patriots. Yeah. Neither of whom, Kanye West or the Patriots, do I think deserve it. But my opinion is immaterial, Sean. Um, so that's sort of my take. I think it's a sustained run of success since the early 2000s until now. Still going, despite aging. Also, I think Kanye is the same age as Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure they're both 40. Yeah, that's a great pick. So that's reason I enough. think that is probably the closest okay. that, that we could get. I have a couple other options for mm -hmm. you, Jake. Here they are. One is Taylor Swift. Okay. Now, she, her success, what did she, 2006, was that like yeah. when she first burst onto the scene? Yep. So a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But similar sustained run of success, similar kind of polarizing nature where some people hate her, some people love her, they have fanatics, caught up in a lot of controversy as well, just like the Patriots. Kind of a crazy person if you compare her with Tom Brady. They both have this weird, like, no personality, kind of dedicated to their craft at all costs thing going for them. Mm -hmm, so I think mm -hmm. you could make that comparison, that argument. I have another one, if you want to go back and forth. Yeah. I, I hope I don't steal okay. yours. Coldplay. That's a good one. Yeah. And I think Coldplay because, again, look at where their run starts. What, 2000 is, is that when um, 
Parachutes, Parachutes. 2000? It was. It's around the time yeah. of the Brady Belichick dynasty starting. Dynasty, yeah. They're also a kind of boring, yep. but effective group of predominantly, in Coldplay's case, all white men, yep. especially on the offensive end for the Patriots. I think they get actually criticized in some ways for being too white on the offensive end. Oh, my God, yeah. Unless, Sean, you are... Um, Alt-white, alt-right, <laughs> white nationalist Richard Spencer, who after last year's Super Bowl tweeted, congratulations to the Patriots, the league's whitest team. Yeah. Which really kind of put a damper on the Super Bowl for yeah, me. I love that. To have like that piece of human filth rooting yeah. for my team. Yeah. Um, and also, they've maintained success at the cost of decreased likability. That is a great one, too. Here's one that doesn't totally apply. Similar sustained success. Radiohead. Okay. You could you could kind of say that too. Much more respected, I think, than what the Patriots are from a wider audience. Patriots went to the Super Bowl in the 96, 97 year. Radiohead put out OK Computer that, yeah, that year. Exactly. Um so you could make some comparisons there. I think the best one is Kanye West, though. Kanye. I, I really I do. I do. I think that's probably the most accurate. Yeah, it's tough after that because it has to be someone who's, again, sustained success. I, my favorite thing about the Coldplay thing and the Kanye West, actually, and Taylor Swift, all three of those, is that it's sustained success and increased polarizing that, nature. That, that's the thing is you really need these people who are really well-liked enough to be as hugely popular and successful as they are also have a ton of people just hate them. You you have to have that part of it. And have them like kind of deserve it in a way that maybe you don't agree with. Right, right. But if you're honest with yourself, <laughs> right. you're like, ah, you're being totally unbiased. Maybe Spygate was something. <laughs> yeah. yep. Maybe we didn't need like uh, whatever that last Coldplay record was right. with like the Kaleidoscope cover. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember what it was uh, called. Something Head full of head stars. Full of dreams. <laughs> yeah. Star full of heads. Dream full of dreams. Yeah. It was like it was like a create a it was a generic like if you went to a website to create an indie album title, yeah. that's what it spit out. Yeah, yeah. It's a very that. cynical view of that record. I mean, I don't think you're too far off. Here's another question, Sean. Okay. This also comes from Kevin. Lots from Kevin this week. And Josh, shout out to you. We we one from you that we want to spend more time thinking about is you you get to make an album basketball team. Which albums go in which position? We want to think about that. Yeah. And actually, listeners, if you're if you are into basketball and music, maybe think about how you would align five records to make a starting lineup on the mm-hmm. basketball court. But we we figured it would take too long to think of that on air. Mm-hmm. Uh, another question from Kevin: Musicians you think have the worst voice to best songs ratio, vice versa, would work as well. So okay. I'm going to go. Worst voice to best songs. There's an obvious one. Yeah, it's Bob Dylan. It's Bob right? Dylan. Yeah, has to be. Absolutely. I mean, even people who don't like Bob Dylan be like, "Well, I like his songs. Right. I just don't like the way he sings." I think the other. I one, like his voice. I do too. I think the other one there is Tom Waits. Probably. Yeah, Tom Waits is up there. Yeah. You know who? And the, the people will maybe disagree with this or not know totally what I'm trying to get at. David Bowie's a candidate because okay. David Bowie doesn't have as naturally good a voice as. A lot of people are like given. It's a little nasally. It's a little sort of fragile. He can do a lot with it though, and he really pushes it, and he does it to. And it's, it has a lot of character. I've always felt like David Bowie has more of a character to his voice than he has a naturally great I voice. I think that is a fair take. Mm-hmm. Here's another one for you. What about Leonard Cohen? 
Leonard Cohen's absolutely yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the big time in this this conversation is like singer songwriter guys, right? And Leonard Cohen fits the bill more where, than, than where Bowie it's, does. Where it's just strength of songs get them through. Yeah, you know who else? Ringo Starr. Uh, that, except doesn't have great songs. <laughs> that's true. That's so, true. Not a kind great. Of neither. Yeah, I think those are probably the the biggest ones there. You know what's harder though is the second part of this is who has the best voice but like not great songs to back it up. It would be someone like. It would have to be some Susan Boyle, or like maybe yeah, Susan Boyle, Josh Groban. Yeah, it's like dude, that dude's been eating off of "You Raise Me Up" for fifteen years. And you know who can? It's a good song. Yeah. What about like Christina Aguilera? What about like pop stars? Here's the thing: like those are, they have good songs though. They you have, know, they have some good songs. Yeah. But like I feel like, like take the Backstreet Boys for example, or In Sync, those albums are rife with filler. And, right. So if you're doing ratio, right. And, and I think that is the the thing too is. Yeah, but they had really professional songwriters for those. Yeah. Well, okay. Let, let's take somebody even like uh, like Adele. Yeah. Good songs. She only has a few albums worth of output. Are three albums worth of decent songs? Does that ratio balance with how good her voice is? I think that you know? like I think twenty one is a defensible album all the way through, and I actually think twenty five is pretty good. I've never listened to nineteen. I think I listened to one. People, some people swear by that and, and swear by some songs on there. Nineteen, yeah. I think it's all pretty consistent output. I've never loved like Capital L loved an Adele record. Oh, me neither. But I, me I neither. really really like Adele a lot. Yeah. You know who would have been the seventies answer, especially if you ask the critics at Rolling Stone. Uh, Queen, yeah, because yeah, a lot yeah. of people, and I don't agree with this. I love Queen songs. I like. I've never listened to a full album, but Freddie Mercury has like an all-time great voice, maybe the best rock voice of all time. Mm-hmm. But their albums were critically panned for almost the duration of their career. So speaking of Queen, this is interesting. I was at the barber shop this weekend, and. I've noticed. I like that they do this. They have like a like an Alexa thing or like a Google Home oh, really? thing, and they just tell it to play certain mixes of artists on YouTube, and they just like play the YouTube videos. And they had Queen going this time around, so I was waiting, and I was like, "Whoa, Queen has so many good songs." They really, really do. But then I realized I was like, I never ever want to listen to a Queen album and it got me thinking about have you ever listened to a full Queen album no I have not I haven't you've never popped on News of the World no or A Night at the Opera that would be the one that would be yeah that would that's be the, the one, one I would check right. out but it doesn't mean I've done it no and I'm not going to at this point I don't think because like I might I, listen to A Night at the Opera all I want are the hits by Queen and it got me thinking what artists are out there that are more are, you only want to listen to greatest hits by them like that's how they work they, that's their best context to hear them in and not really albums-wise. Um, Bad Company is among those bands. Okay. Someone like Foreigner yep. is a band yep. like that. I'm thinking of like classic rock Guns and staples. Roses. Guns and Roses Although is people love Appetite for Destruction, which, yeah, I get. I only listened to that a few times. Yeah. It just never totally did it for me. Uh, here's one that might be controversial, Jake. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, not the case for me at all. I know there's good albums in there, but like honestly, would I rather listen to a couple of those albums or just all of their greatest hits at once? It's the greatest hits. They well, and because of how good a songwriter John Fogerty was, 
they have an all-time great greatest hits collection. You also have to take them a little bit with a grain of salt because they did all of that in it like a two, three year span. True. They put out three Sean, they put out three records in nineteen sixty nine. That's so crazy. They put out Willie and the Poe Boys, Green River, um, and uh, Pendulum, I think. Mm, wow. No, that was nineteen seventy. Maybe those were all nineteen seventy. There was yeah. one year that they put out three records. That's Wild, because Fogarty was just writing. Man, what a different world the music industry was back then. Now you would have had one giant album that just like get, eats up a bunch of streams. Yeah, no one would ever do that anymore, and except the, for King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard or whatever that band is. They put out four albums this year. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. think I know who that is. Yeah, I've, just, I've always seen them pop up on Metacritic like every other week with a new album. Like, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of other greatest hits. You know what I like was that Bob Dylan's greatest hits was like, some of them are just like not great. Like they're, <laughs> no, they're, they're not, not hits. Good. No, they're not. Well, and some of them just aren't hits. <laughs> right, right. Like, um, like volume two. <laughs> has like... Quinn the Eskimo and shit. <laughs> Quinn the Eskimo, yeah. And no, then, I just mean, I'm not saying I don't like them. No, I know. Watching the river flow. Like, they're not hits. Yeah, I know. I know. One we referenced a couple weeks ago when we were talking best greatest hits albums uh, the who they're one that i only kind of want to listen to in the context of greatest hits you saying that reminded me of one of my all-time favorite greatest hits bands that's the guess who yes yeah, i have yeah, yeah, never yeah. listened to a full guess who record and i did a, i honestly did a scan of them last week on wikipedia because i was like i don't think i even know like, like yeah, what the their albums who. are called yeah and i didn't because i looked through them i was like i don't recognize any of these titles none of them got particularly good reviews mm. but they have this like tight, I think ten to twelve song collection of hits with like No Sugar Tonight, yeah. American Woman. Ooh, um, those are some good tracks. What, what are some others? Uh, Undone. Yeah. These eyes. Yeah. These eyes. Um, Share the land. They Ooh, do, there's some. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to some. Do a guess who? Listen to the guess who's uh, greatest yeah. hits album. It's here's, so good. Here's one for you. This is a controversial take, and this is really showing my age. The Birds. I don't want to listen to a Birds album. I want to hear all the jangly folk pop. In one go, like the big hits. Here, my this is probably a hotter take. I don't really like those birds hits that much. It's not that hot of a take. I don't even like it. Like I don't care. I've always thought the birds have been very overrated because basically but, they're like, oh, we're just gonna take Bob Dylan songs. But you know what happened with them though, and this this I didn't actually know until I took a class, oddly enough, at UNH. On about, the birds? No, about but it was about American music in the 60s. Sounds like an amazing class. It was great, but this guy took a different track than I thought he would. Oh. He covered the birds at length. Oh. What they did was they were among the innovators of country rock. Right. And their album, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, they have these this run of albums in the late 60s that are widely critically acclaimed. Yeah. And it all came after that very early Rickenbacker 12-string right, right, jangle right, thing. Right, It was like, they where they really like sort of innovated was later. Same as the Kinks. Yeah. Because oh, the Kinks yeah, have yeah, those yeah. early yeah. hits, and then they have albums like Arthur and Village Green Preservation Society, right. where they cranked out these incredible albums that people don't talk about anymore, right. but are considered classics. I have another one for you before we move on to the next question. You too. They're one, I don't want to listen to a U2 album. If I'm going to listen to U2, it's going to be a collection of hits. I can agree with that. I, I, I like definitely like some of those U2 albums, but I never even think to listen. I, I don't even listen to their hits that much. Yeah. If I'm going to listen to U2, I'm going to listen to like New Year's Day, and I'm kind of going to get out. I like yeah. a lot of hits by U2, yeah. but I've heard them too much on the radio. I know. That's the problem. They go in one ear, out the other. It's I'm trying tough. to think of some more. Um, James Taylor is a dude who's oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. know what I realized? Yeah. 
Mary Kate and I, big friend of the pod, we bought the greatest hits of James Taylor. And it was one that I had when I was a kid and my mom would play in the van. Not that many songs on there that I actually really like that much. There's like, there's like a f- handful. Yeah, there's like four. And even and I'm being like generous. <laughs> right. If it's four. <laughs> right. Because it's like give me fire and rain. Give me sweet baby James. Yep. Give me Carolina in my mind. Yeah. And then Country Roads. Uh, yeah. Which is not the John Denver Country <laughs> right, Road. Right, right. There's a lot of songs in there. James I don't Taylor. Care. What that dude has such cachet. He does. For like no reason, I think. Well, but here's the reason is he did write a handful of really good songs. He yeah. has a, a beautiful, very clean voice, good guitar player. Evidently was a heroin addict in the sixties. I did know that. Um Interesting guy. And he has this weird I can't I think what I don't like about James Taylor is I can't peg him. Right. Because I'm like, what are you about? Uh, man? Yeah, what's his because deal? you have this history that you're this heroin addict. But are you just like adult soft rock? But then like, your songs are so clean and you seem yeah. so like nice. And you're in this you're in like a red sweater on a Christmas album. All the cover. time. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand. Get it. You're like he, he's always on like the stand at Starbucks. <laughs> right. He couldn't use that sordid past for some more interesting I, material. You know, pull from that a little bit. I, I don't That's know. That's what Fire and Rain did. True. You yeah. got a friend is another, but it's a cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Randy Newman, big shout, right? Was no, no, no. Randy Newman's "You Got a Friend" is the one he wrote for Toy Story. I'm talking about oh. "You Got a Friend." Oh, okay. That he covered. Yeah, Carol, yeah, yeah. I think he covered Carol King. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Randy Newman um, came a little later. <laughs> I'm thinking Toy Story. Uh, Eric, big shout. Eric Clapton is another one. I, what what Clapton album do you want to listen to all the way through? And I'm including Cream. I don't want to listen to Disraeli Gears I never, all the way through. I've never listened to a Cream album all the way through. Yeah, that's the only one I have. Um, but Cream's Greatest Hits is fantastic. Awesome. So good. NSU, I Feel Free, uh, yeah. Tales of, of Brave, Brave Ulysses. Ulysses. Yep. Um, White and, Room. Uh, the only Clapton album I have on my list in my mind, a list I've not made because it would be too long, is uh, what's it called? 461 Ocean Boulevard or Yo, Sunset yeah, Boulevard yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. I think it's Ocean Boulevard. I think you're right. Um, but uh, Clapton is a dude for me that has never totally done it for me. Me neither. And I remember getting into him as a kid, being like, oh, Eric Clapton, he, he, you're going to like him just like you like all this other classic Clapton's rock gone. stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, this is sort of boring. I don't love this. You know, it's an all time great. Uh, Clapton song though, obviously Layla, the MTV unplugged acoustic version of Layla, where he like totally changes it up. Awesome. Yeah, he he gets this kind of a smoky lounge groove. Yes, really, really yeah, good. Definitely. So, listeners, actually, that was a, an impromptu mailbag question that we asked ourselves. Let us know what artists you only ever want to hear a greatest hits collection of, and not really dive in too much deeper on. Play the hits, man. Let us know. Um. Here's another one. Yeah. This is interesting. Also from Kevin. Lots from Kevin this week. Yeah. Big shout, really big friend of the party. Carrying the content on the show. Josh and Kevin have been huge yeah. for yeah. for mailbags. We need some more mailbags, listeners. We do. Get at us. Uh, favorite music from video games, specifically Mario 64, but he'll say he'll accept other video okay. games as well. Are we talking soundtracks to video games? Yeah, or like I'm I'm thinking like even specific songs. Okay. Because any of the Maddens. Yeah. Have good soundtracks. That's almost unfair. It though. is unfair. We're not going to count because it's like it, you throw Bat Country by Avenged Sevenfold on a soundtrack. Oh, it's number one. All it's time. the best of all time. Uh, okay, Super Mario sixty four. A few that I love, I love, are the when you open up the castle door just to get into the castle. Yeah, and you get blasted by those strings. The duh, 
Dun, 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 dun. Yes. He's, love that. What's the one? Is it the main menu where it goes? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Love that. What is. Oh, you know what's kind of a, cool, a catchy one that would get stuck in my head all day is the one where you're racing down slides. Yeah, like with the harmonica. Yeah, yeah that one's awesome. That's, that's one of my favorites. And um, another one that I really like that I've grown to like more as an adult, and I played through this game like a year or two ago. Remember, we got really into Super Mario 64 again. Yeah. And we I, played it a lot. And I learned that you have... A freakish photographic memory of the entire game. I know how to get every star like without a problem at all. And I realized that I was I was playing, I was playing Little League ball. Do you remember that time we were hanging out together? Yes. Like on one, and yeah. we were playing through Super Mario sixty four. It's like four in the morning. And I'm just mindlessly going through levels, and we were switching off stars. Like yeah. if you if you got a star, you'd give the control to the other person; they'd get the next one. In or if they died, it yeah. would be back to the other person. I think you died like six times in a row, and I just like half asleep, just instinct, muscle memory, just yeah. went and got stars. Because I don't think that I played that game as much as you. It doesn't no. seem that that's what happened. No. I still love it, and right. I have a lot of fun with it. I never, like, finished it like you did. Okay, yeah. yeah. I know how to get every fucking star in that game. I But one I appreciate more as an adult are any of the water level, um, like, ambient, aquatic feeling yeah. tracks. When I was a kid... Yeah, awesome. that it would bore me as a kid. Well, I hated those levels. I, I didn't right. like. I didn't like running out of breath. The water it would stress me out. It still stresses me out. But yeah. those are really, really good. Another good one too is the any Bowser levels. You'd go and then it would be like the this like triumphant kind of like music all the way through. That was another really good one. Certain levels they would recycle the soundtrack on, and you'd be like, oh. I know this, this is thematically like this other one. And they also had in, uh, what is it, Hot Lava Land or whatever, they had like a... Or, yeah, it was and, this meandering, like, yeah, sort of like Middle Eastern wait, feel. Wait, no, that's the sand level. They both had that. The same they music? Both, they both had the had, same yeah, music. Yeah, it had sort of like a yeah listless... Yep. So this is going to be yeah. alienating for you, Sean, but an all-time great music soundtrack is Pokemon Game Boy games. They were awesome. I've heard that from they you. They were awesome. I've heard that and from you. And they're like... Dude, these songs would be so fast. Like yeah. I'm talking like 200 beats per minute. Just like, <laughs> and it was like, uh, it made me wonder if there was some Japanese guy who is in the. They're just like making create these fast keyboard songs. Yeah. Like shout out to Cerulean City and Pallet Town. <laughs> shout out to the Elite Four, and and I think it's Lavender Town where you go in. And it's like, it's haunted. And so it's all dissonant, and there's these notes that don't make sense, and it's all this, dis, like, sort of non-structured, really weird. They did they took some risks yeah. on the Pokemon soundtrack, yeah. dude. They, it they, sounds like it. it. The music was odd. It's really weird. I could go on and on about Mario games, like, um, Super Mario Sunshine has a great, like, tropical soundtrack. It does. They were doing, 
like the Drake Madiba rhythm stuff before Drake even was. Drake probably got a lot of influence from Super Mario Sunshine for some of the songs on More Life. <laughs> he's, he's like sa- sampling the more the the Super Mario Sunshine feel. He's like Isle Delfino, big he, shout. He's like, I got this, guys. Let's call this new album Sprites. <laughs> Sun Sprites. Yes. Um, what was I gonna say? Another big one. Oh, I I feel like I got a shout out Ocarina of Time. I was gonna say Ocarina of Time. Is that, how do you pronounce that? By the I way, I say Ocarina. Okay, but I don't know. I don't know either. I never played that game. I yeah. feel like that was a big gap. I feel like I would have loved it because the 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 classic like do 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 do. That's a classic. Yeah, that's a great, great song. I kind of want to play that somehow. I gotta like track down an N sixty four. I was just thinking of another. What's the classic Mario? Like the the stereotype Mario song. Oh, um, I can't place it. Oh my god, how's that go? Do 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 do. Oh, right. No, no, that's the. It's um, shit. This is bad radio. I you know. just sang another one. And then I, got, I, did, yeah. I had it, and then it went to another song. It's a. In Super Mario Sunshine, when you would hop into some of the levels where you'd have to collect eight red coins, but Shadow Mario would steal your your backpack, so it was just old school like platforming. They would have like a, a cool version of that song playing in the background. So big, Super Mario Sunshine, they knock it out of the fucking park with those games. Big shout to uh, Shadow Mario. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but you know, it's... <laughs> have you played Mario, what is it, Odyssey? No. The new one? No. Do you want to? Sort of, but also, I, was, I forget who I was talking to this weekend about this. Video games have passed me by, man. They've just passed you me by. You said that, but I feel like if you just picked it up, you could do They're it They're hard to learn and then commit to. I don't know. Like, I want to in theory, but, like, I don't know that I can. Yeah. I really don't. Can you think of any more music from uh, video games? Uh, Mario Kart has some good stuff depending oh, on the level. You know what is, like, a famously great soundtrack? I never played the game. It's an old game. The DuckTales video game. Oh, I never played that either. Look up. I think it's like called the Moon Theme. Okay. It's beautiful. It's like cra- It's unfairly good for a DuckTales video Interesting. game. Interesting. It's really, really good. I'm sure if I racked my brain a little bit more, I could think of some. Thought about some more. Uh, you know what I loved was any Lord of the Rings game that I played, they would just get the rights to the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm thinking of like... It was like a hack and slash game. It was like Two Towers... Um, they had just the soundtrack, and it sounded beautiful. I mentioned this last time, but big shout to Pokemon Snap. Yeah. The Rainbow Bridge, Sean, the oh, volcano sh- level. Sure. Sean, sure. the forest. Sure. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. The power plant. No context. You me. take a picture of Electrode. Just no no context. And, and Electabuzz. Is that all you did? You just took and pictures of these Pokemon? What a fucking cash cow that was po- Pokemon, for that time. I, I will say Pokemon Snap, while fun, it definitely was fun. It is without a doubt a cash grab. Yeah, and uh, technically probably not a good game, but I had a lot of fun playing Pokemon Snap. I guess that's all that matters. Yeah, I guess it's all that matters. And you would throw pester balls at Pokemon. I don't know what that is. It's just like a, a smoke bomb. Okay, it's actually kind of weird. You would, you basically you ran along this track through like their their natural environment. Yeah, and you'd be in this little cart, and you'd have your camera. You'd have like a hundred. You'd have a reel of film. With a hundred pictures on it, and you would take pictures of Pokemon. Then you'd go back to the lab where Professor Oak would rate your pictures, 
this game sounds like it, it was slapped together in about 10 minutes. I gotta say, though, I had a lot of fun playing it. I it, Again. It sounds like lowest common denominator stuff. And, and Professor Oak, dude, was not, like, nice to you. It's like I'm this little kid taking pictures. And he'd be like, you'd take a great one of, like, say it's Magmar or something. <laughs> this, this episode's getting off the rails. And he'd be like, you were close. <laughs> but the you. last one was better. And he'd get rid of your new picture. Wow. Even if you wanted to keep it. That Big shout to Pokemon Snap and the music wow. in general. Yeah. Before we get too far off the rails, let's go to another mailbag question. Okay, okay, okay. I like this one. Is there any comedy music... That's worth listening to more than twice. I like the specificity of not more than once. More than, more twice. than twice. I have a couple answers, but I, I go I, ahead. I, I have one for you here. It's specifically, it's Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. Yep. I've listened to that album more times than I should have in my life. I've listened, like, a lot. There are, there are songs on that album that are really, really good. Um also on their first album that are really good, too. Yeah. I, I've Tenacious always just listened more to Pick of Destiny and picked songs here and there from the other one. Have you ever listened? I'm sure you've heard Tribute. Oh, yeah. Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Fuck Her Gently? Yes. Have you heard uh, Double Team? Uh, maybe. Maybe That not. one's really silly okay. and really funny. It's just about Jack Black and Kyle Gass having a like a, a threesome with a girl. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like it's it's just Jack Black doing Jack Black shit. The way he describes it, it sounds so funny. He's yeah. like it, he's like talking about like how you might feel some tickling on your head. And he's like it's it's KG with the feather and the French tickler. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. I listened to a lot of Tenacious D back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Tenacious D is some of those songs are really good. They are. They are really good. Um, Big, big, big one for me is is Monty Python songs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Every sperm is sacred, is awesome, hilarious. Uh, always look on the bright side of life is good, but I always thought it was a little overrated. Not my favorite. Galaxy song is my favorite. It's this one where Eric Idle like basically describes the scope of the entire galaxy in one song. Wow. It's actually really smart, and I yeah. guess for the time, it was pretty much right up to date with what science Wow, that's said really about, cool. Uh, it, there were some errors, but it was like pretty close. It's also really catchy. Nice. Uh, fun fact, music-related, George Harrison was a producer of uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian oh. and was in the movie. I think I remember in reading the background. this. background. He's in like a... Yeah. Sh- he looks like a sheik. Yes, I think I remember... Remember reading that yeah. in like in like the bearded George Harrison days. I have no context for Monty Python. I haven't never seen it. Never seen any of them. I gotta tell you, man, it, it's great. I, I I believe it. Yeah, Monty Python's awesome. I believe it. I'm trying to think of what the songs were. There's like the Camelot song in in uh, in um, Holy Grail. There's not a lot of songs. I might be forgetting a really yeah. obvious one. Yeah, but there, but Monty Python is is. I actually always thought those songs were really catchy and like really really funny. Uh, to be honest, I can't think of any other comedy music that I've even really listened to. I feel like I'm missing one, but yeah, I don't... I, I just don't have a ton. Listeners, let us know if there's any funny, good music stuff out there. I just feel like it doesn't always... It's not always what I want with music. There are funny you know? musicians. Right, right, yeah. You know, it might be an example is like... I mean, I haven't listened to it a lot, but the, like Tim Heidecker's Trump album <laughs> right. was pretty funny. Right. And it's like... But also sort of serious. Right. So maybe that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. That's let tough. us know what you think, yeah. listeners. Yeah, let us know. Let's wrap up, Jake, this wild ride of an episode. This was a wild episode. With a Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving activities. Okay. So this could be anything to do with Thanksgiving. 
from the eating to whatever, whatever it is that you want, basically. Here are mine. Okay, let's go. I, I, I mentioned it at the top of the show. It's just kind of like the hors d'oeuvres appetizers section of the day. That, that part is my favorite more than the meal. Okay. Two, drinking beer. Okay. You get a good two. Two, yeah. And those are like very closely related to each other. Through two, you're, you're, you're batting a thousand. I'm having a great day. Three, and this has diminished as of late, but is still a fun tradition that I look forward to, is watching football yep. on Thanksgiving. Not so much that I really enjoy the games that much anymore. It's more that it's... It just feels right. It, it feels good. And it's a shared experience. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, when's the game on? Even though no one really cares. No one gives a shit. It's Unless just, the Patriots are on for us. Right. It's just... It's something to kind of talk about and reference. Oh, and it's a big-time savior with family. And to have on in the background, it, you can just watch for yep. a little bit and not have to talk. And then... I guess the fourth one, I, I'm going to say, is just the meal, I guess. But it's like a... It, I, I have to say that, you know? Okay, here, here are mine. Okay. Waking up yeah. on Thanksgiving with the whole day ahead of you. Yeah. You walk out, you're talking to some of your family, some yep. of your friends. You know, social media is a little different. You're like, oh. Yeah, it is. You know, you're right. There's that whole calm before the storm on Thanksgiving morning. You're right. And you're like, you're ooh. Right. Like, you know, the world's a little nicer right yeah, now. Like, I've right. got this whole day ahead of me. It's great. Yep. Number two is obvious, but it's eating. I love right. to eat like anyone. What, am I made of stone, Sean? <laughs> no. I'm not. I like to eat. Number three is the first nap slash doze off of the day. Okay, see, that's that becomes depressing part of the day, though. I, I understand, but the first one, Sean, the first yeah. one when it's still a little light out. Okay. If what I, So you got to be taking that early, then. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> Say, but say you fall asleep when it's light out and wake up and it's dark. That's depressed city. Oh, yeah. I'd rather die. That's I may as well just go back to sleep for the whole sleep weekend and go right back to yep. work. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. City. Yes. Uh, fourth. Hmm. I hadn't thought it through. It might be like, I think it's just football. Yeah. I, I think that's boring. My. You know what it is, and this is not something I've always done, but it's always something I'd have I've imagined would be fun. Is like tossing a football around. Yeah, I've done that some years. It's not enough to be like a go-to activity. No, though. it's not a tradition in my family. No, mostly because most of my family like doesn't want to go outside and throw a football right. around. Right. But I would always yeah. have liked to do that. Yeah. So it's it's a nice thing that I wish I had done. Well, Jake, if and when you have kids, you can do that. You can get your son or daughter out there. Unless they're a bunch of sensitive nerds like me, <laughs> and they might not want to. Even in high school, when I played football, Sean, and would play in the Thanksgiving Day game here in the city, right? I didn't throw the football around because I was a lineman. You were just throwing blocks. I was just like having sub-concussive events <laughs> occur to me. Yeah. I was just yeah. like, yeah, blocking and like, okay, good, the season's done. Yeah. It was my whole mentality. So that's not, a, that's not making the rush more. My football games? Yeah, no. no. Well, it's not something I do anymore, right. thankfully. True. Okay, well, I think what we've learned is we need maybe a couple other go-to traditions here to, to speak to. The other thing we We're kind of lost. We're in the wilderness. We're like a man without a country. The other thing we realized that I, I don't know, I think we mentioned it earlier or on the post show or something, there's no music associated with Thanksgiving. No. It's sort of weird it's in that way. It's just Christmas music. Like even the Fourth of July, you have some music that you can hear, and you like you kind of know what that music sounds like. Right. New Year's Day has Old Lang Syne. Right. 
St. Patrick's Day probably has some like limericks set to bagpipes. <laughs> some like prayers. Yeah, but like for, for Thanksgiving, I feel like it's a big enough holiday where there should be like some Thanksgiving songs. You'd think so, but it's so closely tied to Christmas. I think people are just like, oh, time to start Christmas music. Yeah. Which I like and dislike. My dad already started with the Christmas music yesterday. Really? Too yeah. much for you? Too early? A little too early. Too early. I, I say Thanksgiving Day, maybe day after Thanksgiving is when it should start. I don't want this to set us off on a long tangent, but I want to just acknowledge the idea of the holidays is really weird. It's funny. It's really funny, and it's like, what even is it? But Jake, it's the holidays. Well, like what? And the way people refer to it at work too is so funny, because they're like, "Well, we got the holidays coming, so like, you know, we're not probably not going to get this done." It's like, well, well, wait a minute, we're out for three days tops. Like, why does that? Why does that mean, dude? It's it, there <laughs> when you think about what the holidays are <laughs> they're like this kind of silly thing that yeah. everyone takes really seriously <laughs> I, know, I know like christmas for example like the idea that you have to like oh you get all my shopping done <laughs> right no you don't no you don't have to do anything <laughs> it's weird i know we put so many parameters around it and force ourselves to do so much what's your favorite of the holidays um is thanksgiving one of the holidays it is there's three there, well, there's really four. There's Thanksgiving. Yeah. That, well, I guess if we're being inclusive of all faiths, then there's way more. The, the, maybe that's why it's like the, the holiday. holidays. The ones that I celebrate are really Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas. Christmas Eve is different than Christmas. And I'm going to just say it better. I agree. It's better. I used to not think that. I'm with you now. It's, it's better. It's better because it's all build up. It, yeah. It's all build up. And I think if there's a trend, a through line of this podcast, this episode, and our lives in general, Sean, is that we're better with build up than the actual thing. One million percent. Give me expectations and and building up towards things yep. over the actual things me every too. day. Me of too. The week. Me too. I'm happier. I am I'm too. I'm happier. Because I'm like, oh, like I still get to look forward to that thing. Yeah. But then that just ends. How fucked up is that? I think a lot of people think that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably we, should, just... we should do a listening poll around Christmas about what's better, Christmas Eve or Christmas. We're going to do that. We're going to really push that one out there. And then it's it's New Year's. And New Year's Eve. Like, New Year's Eve's the real holiday. It, right. Because New Year's Day is, again, it is sad. A, I want to die day. It's sort of sad. It's very sad. Just a marker in time. And the thing is, the world looks different. On New Year's Day. All is quiet on New Year's Day, Sean. Right. Thanks, Bono. But it looks... You know what I mean? Like, it's a little grayer. It's a little more bland than it was just the day before. You see some person, like, taking down lights. And you're like, what? Oh, fuck. Like, there's Christmas trees on the snow Uh, piles. It's so depressing. All of a sudden, the snow has just all turned brown. And everyone has this same sense of resignation about it. We're like, well, take everything down It's like, well, why don't we just, like... Keep this for maybe another week or two to help no. us get through January. Nope. <laughs> nope. The the designated festive time is over. <laughs> we can't have it's, fun. It's now time to completely eschew, <laughs> which I think is the right word, all frivolity and like cheer and right. just muddle through January. Yeah. And like ma- almost not make it. <laughs> every year, almost every, not every make it. Every year. Everybody almost doesn't make it through January. Because there's a point every year for every person 
where you're like scraping your fucking windshield, <laughs> or your yeah. your hands. You forgot your gloves, so your hands are freezing fucking cold, and you're already late for work. Yeah. And you're like, I am going to fucking scream yeah. because it's January like fifteenth, and there's still more than half the month to go, dude. It's just the worst. <laughs> oh. Clearly, listeners, we're dealing well with the impending holidays and winter. The holidays are great. I'm but there's in. still a lot of baggage there. It's it's a it's a big time thing where I'm like, future me will deal with this. Right. Present me is trying to enjoy the holidays, but knows that on the other side is me with a with a window scraper. Yeah. At per- like, perpetually scraping yeah, at eight fifty five, trying to get to work on time. Like oh, I forgot to scrape my windshield every day now, and it's like a layer of ice now. And every year, every time I have to do that, I question how the fuck that happens. Well, I mean, what's really funny too is you 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 go from if you're trying to get to work or something on time. Presumably, you're going to something where you have to be polite and like yeah. a member of society, right. and you're like dressed relatively well. Right. You have to comport yourself. You know, with good manners. Mm-hmm. But what you just got done doing is like saying every single swear <laughs> in the book to yourself while you like well, angrily like hard labor. While you like angrily scrape ice, you're like fucking bitch, <laughs> fuck this shit, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Then you gotta get in your car and drive off and be like, "Hey, morning, everyone." <laughs> or sometimes you just scrape as minimal as possible and just lie to yourself that your defog is gonna take care of the rest. And it doesn't by the time it, you get to work, and it's a wonder you didn't get in a wreck. <laughs> right, it is. It is a wonder. I've done that a lot. <laughs> I have too. I, you know what I always like neglect is the back windshield. Oh, yeah, I'm like ah, it'll defrost. I'm like it'll it doesn't fine. matter. It does matter. You it need does. A, it does. You need to see stuff behind you while you drive a car. And I'm always like, oh, I'll let my mirrors do it. And then I look at my mirrors, and those are fucking covered too. Oh man! So, the holidays, everyone. Yeah. Hey, we're kicking it off this. We're week. kicking off the season. In all seriousness, I hope you all have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. you know, not everyone has the chance to enjoy a Thanksgiving, and if you if you can, if you have the family and friends and the people around you to enjoy a holiday, I hope you do. Yeah, agreed. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you after that. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Even on a short holiday week, still suck. The worst because it, the, even though you know it's a shorter week, mon- a Monday just feels like a Monday. Your brain has no context for what is actually happening, you, and you don't like believe it yet. No, no, no. And you know what? I won't until like what? halfway through tomorrow. Uh, halfway through tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, oh, like just like tomorrow's one Friday. more day. Yeah, tomorrow's our true, Friday. True, but today that's what we'll be saying tomorrow because tomorrow's right. our Thursday slash Tuesday. Exactly. And Wednesday, today's like still our Wednesday and Monday and Tuesday all rolled into one. Today's just Monday to me. I yeah. feel like Monday doesn't change. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. I mean, I acknowledge fully that that makes no fucking sense. Kind of like how we were having a conversation once about months or maybe it was days and how certain ones have a feel maybe it's days we were talking days about. of the week and months all, all of that has a feel but i think what we were saying times is times of day is have a certain feel. people just say that like certain days don't have a feel what 
Yeah, I think I think you were saying it specifically. You're like, I was talking to somebody, and they said like, oh, Tuesday doesn't really have a feel. And I'm like, oh. no, it does. It does. All of them do. These people are, must be ones who don't think critically in any capacity. I don't remember who said it, but Tuesday has a definite feel. Tuesday, oddly enough, is usually my least favorite day of the week. Yeah. Because it's when, like, Monday, you're like, just get the fuck through right. this. Just get through it. Right. Then Tuesday, I'm like, oh, I really, like, this. That's Tuesday's the day where I really start getting this shit I have to get done for that week. Yeah. Started, and a lot of it finished. Wednesday's another, like... It, Wednesday it, sucks. The back half of Wednesday's a little bit sweeter, because you're like, okay, like, I'm winding down. When you finish Wednesday... You're feeling good. Yeah. Tuesday, you're like, it's just more of the same. I know. It might as well be Monday It's again. Monday light. It is. Fewer it's calories. <laughs> diet, diet Monday. Except not because I always have more shit to do on Tuesday. I know. Tuesday. All the stuff you put off on Friday yeah. that you were like, oh, yeah, I can take care of that for you on Monday. You then have to pay the piper for you on do. Tuesday. You do. Because the thing I always do is I'm like, okay, it's Friday afternoon. I can put off stuff that I know wait can wait until like Wednesday, and then Monday rolls around. and You're like, well, it's Monday. Like, am I really gonna bust my ass right now? Right. And then Tuesday rolls around. You're like, oh fuck, all this stuff is due tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I had forever on Friday because because my mindset on like going into a weekend is like I'm never gonna have to deal with any of this stuff ever just because ever the again. weekend is just it's like a brand new life. Right. And then the crushing reality sets in. I was thinking yesterday, I thought that's not at all novel and one I've thought many times throughout the course of my life. As I approached Sunday evening, I was like, weekends are uselessly short. (laughs) I know, they're comically short. They're absurdly short. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it may as well just already be done once it starts. I, I was thinking about this on Saturday as I had, like, just a full day to myself, basically, for the first time in a long time. And I was like... Weekends are so weird. Like it's they just are. this thing that everyone is like, "Yep, these are the two days we get to not go to work and do whatever we want to do." But and that's it. And that's all. Well, and think about how short they are. Like, think of, what if this was just a regular five day week? Yeah. The and put a weekend in the middle of it. That's just us getting that. When you finish that, it's just Thursday. Right. Right. Then you have to have another weekend of work, <laughs> right. and then you get a weekend. <laughs> I hope people follow that because that's like a genius. There's two and a half point. weekends in every week. Yeah, and 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 it's just life that you live on fast forward. Yeah, because you're just wow. like get me through. Wow, but you know what I mean? Like if like starting tomorrow, if a weekend starts tomorrow, you're back to work on a Thursday. That's so. And then you have two more days. You have another weekend of work. Oh my god. Yeah, the weekend is it's 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 a scam. It oh. it's it's hardly a break at all. It's. <laughs> We might be better off just working through the weekends and having longer stretches of time off. Yeah. Or just like, how about this? We were talking before, European model. Yeah. Give, give me long stretches. And how, like, what would be so wrong if we had four-day weeks? There would be nothing wrong with that. We'd get done the same amount. We would. We'd be a more peaceful society. Oh, my God. This is really depressing me. Yeah, it's not doing much it's for me. It's really, either. really depressing me, man. Like, think about life where it's like 4-3 balance is a lot easier to swallow. That's not such I a know. horse pill to it's swallow. It's not. It's not. That's just an Advil. Because you're like, ah, oh, three days. Like, that's most. That's almost now, a week. what if people were like, you got to work 10-hour days for four days? 
because that's a grind. That's it's a long long that's day. That's a work. lot. I, I think they should for just four days. I think in a it row. should just be eight hour days. Four days. I a week. agree. I totally agree. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. I would get the same amount done. I know I would. I, I mean, I think that that um, people who dictate what our hours are don't believe that. It's true. It's society. That is, that is correct. Sean, society. That is correct. We need to move on from that. That is bullshit. It is. That society says we need to work five, eight-hour days. It's a lot of time. It's too much time. And you're just exhausted all the hours you don't use for that. Right. Fuck. Because the – like, think about it. If Eight hours a day. The first eight hours of your day, you're probably sleeping. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or nine hours or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Then you work for the next eight. Mm-hmm. And then you're just tired after you have mm-hmm. like two, three hours of time where you're like, oh, now I can like do a couple things. But you really just have to do life stuff like chores and errands and yeah. stuff just to live. Do just your to laundry. Live. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe watch a show, episode or two of a show. And then you realize, like, wow, was that really the best use of my time? My precious, precious time? Or am I just trying to check out from everything for a little bit? The answer is unquestionably the latter. Yeah. What is that sound? It's the heat upstairs. Huh. Like the water Can we tell them to shut it pipes. off during fucking podcast time? <laughs> we should. Dude, it was actually so loud as I was trying to fall asleep last night. My heat's not even on because I like it a little cooler. You don't have it on? No, it's not on. And... Can't get it. Let it get below fifty-five, Sean. It's dangerous. No, it's like it's like high sixties still. Even your pipes will freeze. Yeah, not my pipes, Jake. Um, so yeah, I don't even have it on. But the people upstairs certainly do. Probably because I don't have mine on, and they're like, "Ooh, no heat's rising," and uh, they're probably cranking it up there. But that's they, so suckers. You, so you hear all the. It's like I don't even pay for heat either. So like, it's included in my rent. So I'm like yeah. doing my landlord a favor. I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it is not included in mine. I'm interested to see how expensive it will be for our apartment. It won't be bad November, December. You'll be like, oh, not so bad. January, February is going to hit, especially February. Yeah. And you're going to get rocked with a bill that's way bigger than you thought it ever would be. Yep. That happened to me one time in my old apartment. I think it was February. It was that cold, cold February when we got like 10 snowstorms in a row. Like every day was a snowstorm. Dude, my gas bill was like $400 or something in a month. I was like, no, I like, can't afford this. <laughs> I'm hoping we've, we've been trying to be like economical about it. Dude, I kept it at 62 uh, yeah. And it was so expensive just to like maintain. Like, just, this, yeah. Damn. And I took really long hot showers. That killed me too that doesn't help yeah man i do like a luxurious shower this has been established before on yeah. record yeah. on the on mic yeah yeah we've been we've been quarantining off parts of the house mm. like we close off that second like living room area. yeah that's smart we close those doors smart and i think it's working because every time i open the door it cools down the part that is right. like supposed to be warm, yeah. and the heat kicks on because yeah. it like I think senses that. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. Thermostat. Sure. I don't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you without a shadow of a doubt <laughs> how a thermostat works. Yeah, I don't think anyone could. Right. Um. So I'm hoping that saves some. What right now the big inefficiency is is the fan and the fucking heater is broken. Right. It's all going upstairs. Yeah. So maybe to get, get another fan to blow it back. 
We've been using like a tower fan. Yeah. And just yeah, putting yeah. it on the stairs. That's smart. I don't think that that is enough. Probably not. I think you need a fan, like a box fan. in your con- yeah, convection yeah, 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 yeah. heater. Oh, well, that too. That too. Oh, box fan's a good idea. Yeah. I, also, like, my landlord just has to, like, fix it. Yeah. Like, get- right, right, right. Could you put a fan, like, right on top of your heating element and just let that, like, blow? Uh, the other like into the living room. It gets room. really hot, but I guess I could. I would just be worried about like potentially melting a plastic fan. Yeah, don't you think? Does you it could? get that hot? I mean, yeah, it's like a big metal con. What do they call it? Convector? I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Know. It. It. Yeah, it gets pretty hot. I'd experiment with some stuff. I have been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, bills, man. Yeah. <sighs> Being an adult, man. Fucking <laughs> sucks, dude. It's the worst. Uh, all right, let's dive in here. Special Thanksgiving episode. Yep. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. Three, two, one. 